September 15th, 2022, we're in Masechet Berachot, continuing on Dafhe. If you count from the bottom of the page upward, it's 17 lines up, it's four words before the end of the line. If you recall the context of this Gemara, what we just mentioned beforehand, and we described as a difficult issue that the Gemara will struggle with, won't even finish its conversation of it today, and we'll need to continue to uh, discuss it from a philosophical and uh, Hazal, Hachmeh Talmud vision and vantage point, and that is this concept known as Yisurin Shel Ahava, this torture and pain which is sounds like directly uh, affecting a person from HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the vision and will of a loving kindness, ironically and paradoxically. By getting that torture, you will in turn enhance your ability to have sechar in olam haba, in the words of Rashi. All right, that's what we're dealing with. We need to see the words of the hachamim before we reflect and try to appreciate them further. Says the Gemara, Amar Ava, Amar Sechora, Amar Avuna. Kol shehakadosh baruch hafetz bo any person that hakadosh baruch is interested in hafetz adonai yatsliach right beadol yatsliach hafetz means that there's a certain interest interest any person that hakadosh baruch is interested in meaning they've established some sort of connection with him midakeo be yisurin hakadosh baruch afflicts that person with uh, suffering and torture shene emar vadonai hafetz dakeo Pasuk says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem Hafetz, the one whom God is Hafetz Bo, Mi Ha'ish, He Hafetz Ha'im, right, someone who's yearning, interested in life, Dakeo Hecheli. To be Midduke Beyusurin means that you're tortured and you're afflicted with, uh, with pain. I imagine the understanding is there's people who have, through their actions, through their abilities, established a closer connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We can appreciate that. We find that in the Torah, even at Ma'amad Har Sinai. The people who were closer in connectedness were higher up on the mountain. We know that historically there are certain people who establish a connection. We know from our, from our real life. So the, the statement is that almost, it sounds like, the closer you get, the Worse more potential there is for Yisurin, certainly what it sounds like. Is this uh, relevant? Is this a reality? Even if the person doesn't accept them willingly with love? In other words, is the Yisurin of a person whom God is hafetzbo even against their will? Is it only if they willingly and, and wantingly and lovingly accept it? Talmud Lomar, it's the continued part of that pasuk, im tasim asham nafsho. The pasuk seems to refer to an asham. Now, asham, of course, is a certain guilt uh, circumstance of a person, uh, but the derasha, for our purposes, as Rashi explains, and the Gemara will be somewhat clear about, is that we're referring to a korban. Of course, the specifics would be a korban asham. We're going to broaden that and suggest any korban. Uh, what does that korban have to do with these yisurim of the person who has that connectedness to God? Ma'asham lada'at af yisurim lada'at. The same way korbanot are willingly brought, specifically must be brought willingly, so too 
um, the Yisurin, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu will level upon a person whom, to whom he is hafet, is only willingly. If you took, look in the top left-hand corner, there's the Perush of Rabbeinu Nisim Gaon. Rabbeinu Nisim Gaon provides uh, somewhat of a source for this concept that a korban needs to be willingly. We know it from maybe Gitin. You have a get me'usef, a person gives a divorce document against their will. Who said that a korban needs to be willing? He cites, he says, Ki korbanot, three lines from the top. Um, in Rabbeinu Nisim Gaon, ki uh, korbanot en mutar lehakrivan ela berason be'alim. He's going to provide a source that it must be with the will of the owners of those who are bringing the animal uh, that they're sacrificed. Velo be'al korhan kedetanya isaitz gemara masechet arachin and daf kaf alef. Yakriv oto, the pasuk says, melamed, the rabbis learned from that, shekofin oto. Yakriv oto is a derasha that we force even the owner to bring the korban. Wait a sec, that seems to be working against us. Yachol asks the gemara be'al korho, even against his will. Tamud lomar, lirsono. And that's what the pasuk says. Lirsono, it has to be willingly. Well, which one is it? Do you force him or is it willingly? Haketzad, how can you square those two seemingly contradictory statements? Kofin is forced. Ad shiomar roseani until the person exclaims, I'm interested in this. You do find a similar, almost identical reality by Gitin as well. Okay, there's much to be said about how we square those two psychologically. If I didn't want to, by pressuring me and me saying that I want to, do I actually want to? The Gemara deals with that elsewhere, but for our purposes, what our Gemara is doing is, the Gemara is stating that in order to receive these Yisurin, Shel Ahava, it needs to be that you're accepting them Be'ahava. If you're not interested in them, if that's not the lifestyle that you envisioned or accepted, they won't be leveled upon you. The Imkip Be'lam continues the Gemara, what if you do accept them? You see the little aleph over there leads you to the bottom left corner in this Gemara, other Gemaras elsewhere. Instead of just saying, right? you're not just accepting the pain, you're accepting it with love, as the Gemara described it. What is the reward of such an individual? So we continue reading the Pesukim there in Sefer Yeshaya, Perik, Nun Gimal, He'll have children, progeny, and a length of life. You should know furthermore, You'll have the ability to retain your knowledge of Talmud. Your study of Torah will be uh, remembered. What is the hefetz Adonai? What is that will of God? Where do you find the will, passion, desire of God? Of course, in his words of Torah. Pelegeba, Rabbi Yaakov bar Idi, Rabbi Aha bar Hanina. The Gemara says there was a mahloket in a matter of Yisurin shel Ahava between these two Emoraim. Hadamar, one of them said, Eluhen Yisurin shel Ahava. If you want to understand and, and mark off, designate, this must be Yisurin shel Ahava, it must fit the following qualification. There may not be. Um, because of this pain and suffering, uh, the inability to study Torah. If there is, as a result of the pain and torture and suffering, the inability to learn Torah, that's not Yisurin Shalahava. That's not it. That means that for one reason or another, the person has that pain and suffering. It's not because of this 
uh, enigmatic uh, concept that we're talking about, Yisurin Shalava. How do you know? Shene Imar, as the Pasuk says, Ashre Hagever, Asher Tiyaserenu Yah. The Pasuk says, Praised is the person who God is Meyaser, tortures, causes pain to. Umitoratecha Telamedenu. At the end of the Pasuk says, And from his Torah, he'll be taught, which means to say he's still going to be able to study Torah. If there's no study of Torah, it's not Yisurin Shalahava. That's one of the two opinions. The other opinion says we have to qualify Yisurin Shalahava a bit differently. Hadamar Eluhen Yisurin Shalahava, kol shehen bitul tefilah. Maybe not Torah per se, but tefilah specifically, prayer. If the person is ill and tortured to the extent that they can't pray, not Yisurin Shalahava Shene Imar, as the Pasuk says, Baruch Elohim asher lo vehasto me'iti. Contextually, apparently, again, we're in the context of Yisurin, and the Pasuk says, Blessed is God who didn't withhold the ability from me uh, to be uh, setting forth tefillati. But before we move onward, again, the Gemara is teasing out and dealing with this sensitive topic and issue, which clearly was reverberating in their hallways and in their conversations, this Yisurin Shalahava, they're qualifying it, they're determining, they've already minimized, it's only if you want it, it's only if you accept it lovingly. It's specifically when it doesn't take away from your Torah or your Tefillah. We're noticing the Hachamim, at least in my understanding of it, struggling with a concept which appears to have been uh, prevalent, or at the very least existed, in their time and trying to understand it to the best of their abilities. Rabbi Abba exclaims to each of these Emoraim, apparently, Whether there's a Bitul Torah or even a Bitul Tefillah, Bitul Tefillah or even a Bitul Torah, it's nonetheless can and perhaps should under circumstances be qualified as Yisurin Shalahava, Shene'emar ki et asher ye'ehav Adonai yochiach. Pasuk says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be mochiach, we're understanding that tochecha is one of of torture, of course tochecha in its most basic sense means rebuke, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will do so to one whom he loves. Wait a second, what are you going to do with those Pesukim that we mentioned earlier? The Pasuk did say uh, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ashre Ha'ish, the individual who gets the Yisurin, our understanding was it's only if he's still able to study Torah. Al tikre telamedenu ela telamedenu. Well, what changed over here? Not all that much. If you have a Gemara that has Nikudot, you might notice the change. If you don't, a lot more difficult to notice the change because they're spelled exactly the same way. In the first one, the word Telamedenu is spelled with a Segol. That's the three dots under the Dalet. In the second word, it's spelled with a Sere. That's the two dots under the Dalet. The difference in pronunciation is difficult, especially for Svaradim. It's the difference between E and E, right? In other words, one's a little bit more extended. Ashkenazim would say E and E, right? So that's the difference between two. What's the difference in terms of Diktuk? The difference goes as follows. Telamedenu with the Segol, the way that it's actually written in the Pasuk, is singular. He will be taught. 
if it's with this tzeret lemedenu, then it's plural, it's a reference to all of us. What are you talking about? What does that mean? It means that if I read the pasuk the way we were reading it earlier, it, it reads as follows. Again, he has the Yisurin, and then God is teaching him Torah. God makes it capable for him to learn Torah. If you have it with the segol, if you have it with the seg, uh, excuse me, with the sere, with just the two dots underneath, it's that, and we will learn from his Torah. Do you understand? It's first talking about a person with this, the pain, and then it's, and we will learn from the, we will learn what from the Torah? Apparently the pasuk is, in this reading, cross-referencing Hamishah Humshe Torah. It means look in the Torah for a message about Yisurin Shalahava. In the Torah, in Bereshit, Shemot, Vayikra, Bemidbar, Devarim, Haosel, Davar Zemi Torah, Techat Lamedeno, Akadosh Baruch Hu, you have taught us this matter from your Torah. You're kidding me. Yisurin Shel Ahava, the concept that somehow I can Where do you see that in the Torah? Kalvahomer Mishen Ve'ayin. We can derive this if we read and understand carefully in a logical deduction from shin ve'ayin. What are shin and ayin? Of course, that refers to a tooth and an eye. Those are the body parts which the Torah attributes to if an avid has them damaged, removed by, by, while working for his master. Um, they are set free. Well, what does that have to do with anything? The same way the eye and the tooth are really just one of the limbs, body parts of a person. The slave gets set free because of them. Torture, pain. That diminish the strength, that cleanse to a certain extent. The body of a person all the more so that will set a person free. That's an amazing statement. The vision then is, again, all the psychology and our own theology notwithstanding, the vision of this statement in the Gemara is one which is setting forth the following idea. It says that when a person has yisurin, when a person has pain and torture and suffering, it has a way of setting their soul free. If the slave got set free from just one body part, all the more so when I have Yisurin, difficult to really appreciate. I do remember, though, uh, in this moment, I do remember once uh, when I was younger and I was studying in Israel for the year, there was someone who had recently moved to Israel and uh, unexpectedly and almost inexplicably, he, um, he, he, was, he was in a terrible state of, of, of health immediately. And his body had to be, he was getting um, constant and consistent uh, blood transfusions. Ultimately speaking, unfortunately, he passed away at a very young age. But I remember his wife telling me that as he was getting it, he turned to her and said, I just moved to Israel. I have a feeling, it's almost a spiritual awakening. This was a very rational-minded person. But he said, it's almost as if I need to cleanse my body for entrance into living in Eretz Israel. It's a certain vision, maybe intuitively. I don't know per se that the Torah directly hands this to us. But sometimes a person has a certain cathartic experience. You feel cleansed by the fact that I went through this and I'm almost a different person. Now I was healed. I went through a traumatic experience, and I'm now uh, changed in heart and mind as a result. The Gemara further strengthens this idea of yisurin, of ahava, of pain in some way, a strengthening a person. Again, we started with Rashi. It's strengthened.
strengthening their sachar ba'alam haba. Apparently, the Gemara now is directing it as the person's personality. The very personality and character of the person will be shifted and changed as a result of this Yisurim, which in turn merits that world to come. In other words, it's, there's another step that's kind of added in this context. And it, he says there's a Gezerah Shava of sorts. The fact that the Torah uses the word Melach, and we have tradition, or we can logically deduce that we should link up the, the salt which is mentioned by um, uh, the, the word berit, which is mentioned, excuse me, by salt, and the word berit, which is mentioned mentioned by uh, Yisurin. The word berit, of course, means covenant. Where does the word Torah use the word berit by salt? Ne'emad berit be'melach dichtiv lo tashpit melach berit. In the context of korbanot in Vayikra Perek Bet, the Torah says, make certain that you don't stop with putting the salt of the covenant. It's an interesting, important, separate conversation. Why is the salt of the korbanot placed on the korbanot? part of the covenant. What about that is covenantal, is connecting us to God? Separate important conversation, but it says it by salt, the word berit, v'neemar berit, and it says the word berit covenant, b'yisurin, dikhtiv ele divreha berit, at the end of the tocheha, the end of the rebuke in, what is it, parashat kitabo, this week's parasha, the Torah says ele divreha berit, that's talking about all the tra- travesty, all the detrimental, terrible times that will befall Am Yisrael, if they don't follow the mitzvot, the Torah uses the word berit, these are other words of berit. Well, what does melah salt have to do with terrible times? We'll call it yisurin. Ma berit he amur ba melah melah mamteket et abbasar. Af berit he amur bi yisurin yisurin me marikin kol avonotav shel adam. The same way that when a person puts salt on an animal, it's mamteket. It doesn't per se make it sweeter, but it makes it edible. You you cleanse it by putting the salt in. So too the the yisurin which a person has to, undergoes in their lifetime has the potential positive side effect of cleansing their mind, heart, and being to, uh, to, to, uh, to furthering their engagement and connectedness to self and God. Tanya says the Gemara Beraitar Bishimon ben Yochai Omer there are three great, very good presents which HaKadosh Baruch Hu bestowed to Am Yisrael. What are they? V'chulan, before what they are, lo netanan ela al yedei Yisurin. HaKadosh Baruch Hu only gave it together with the promise, the prediction that there would be pain with it. Torah, Eretz Yisrael, v'ha'olam haba. Maharsha says, where did we come up with these three specifically? Well, the Gemara will tell us. How do we, why are we referring to these as tob? He says, in each of these contexts, the Torah or Nevi'im has the word tob associated with it. Aaretz ha-toba she'natanach. That's Torah and that's Eris Israel. Each of these, and Olam Haba as well, has a Tob affiliated with it. What's the Yisurin that comes almost as part of the acquisition, part of the acquiring Torah, Eris Israel, Olam Haba, Torah Minayin, Sheneemar Ashreha Gevasheti Yaserenu Yah, Okay, that's what we saw earlier. The Pasuk describes. Torah in the context of Yisurin. Your Yisurin, the way you're going to acquire Torah is with those Yisurin. Um, the next one, and then we'll comment on this. Eres Yisrael, t'ekhtiv ki kashe yeaser ishet beno Adonai lo'echa miyasereka, t'ekhtiv batrek ki Adonai lo'echa miviyacha el Eres Toba. Earlier in Sefer Devarim, the Torah has that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the same way a parent will uh, pain their child, so to HaKadosh Baruch Hu has and will do to you, and then shortly thereafter, batre means after it, it says, God is bringing you to Eretz Toba, to the good land. It means, it appears, by putting these 
these two next to each other, the pain is in some way a prerequisite or part of the acquisition of the land. Lastly, Ha'onam Habad Dichtiv Kiner Mitzvah V'Torah Or V'derech Hayim. Derech Hayim is a reference to the way to true eternal life is toche hot musar, toche hot musar is a reference in the eyes of the hakamim to not just rebuke and being told what to do, but being pained into it. How do you understand, is it really, I just have a prerequisite, I'll whip you and then you get this, or is there something a bit deeper to it? I wonder if the ability to achieve Torah at its highest level, not that you need it, but oftentimes it's necessary in order to get there because we wouldn't be able to apply ourselves otherwise. Imagine a person who lives a, a comfortable life throughout. Uh, their comfortable life as a result doesn't put the pressure and doesn't give them circumstances where they have to push themselves beyond natural limits in order to achieve a greater understanding, in order to conquer the land. It's specifically in circumstances that are more difficult for us that we maximize our potential. I remember reading about Chacham Vadya Yosef where he wrote, or he said about himself rather, that the Tishubot that he wrote when he was in several years at the beginning of his career in Egypt were, were stronger and more in-depth and greater than anything he wrote afterwards. And if you know the history of Hacham Vadya in Egypt, those were the busiest years of his life in terms of communal service, in terms of the difficulties he had in politics and other things at that time. How do you square the two? I wonder if it's the same point. The concept, the idea being that it's not that in spite of, it's that he was inspired to overcome it. That's the Yisurim which inspire us to the most important causes in our life. Uh, that's uh, as well, I, I more than once I've, I've studied the lives of many of the great Hachamim, both Ashkenazim and Svaradim, it's a passion of mine. Rabbeinu Tam, for example, Rabbi Yaakov ben Meir of the Ba'alei HaTosafot did not have a simple life. And nonetheless, he's on the page of the Gemara all the time with very deep and penetrating comments. Harambam, we know much of what took place in his life with regards to moving, persecution, and even difficulties amongst, uh, amongst his, his community. He nonetheless was able to, and we know his schedule, schedule almost left him no time. The Yisurin sometimes in our own lives, when the going gets tough, we oftentimes realize that the tough in us gets going. Perhaps that's the idea in this context, to truly achieve Torah, to truly um, conquer and, and settle Eretz Yisrael, to truly um, uh, merit Olam Haba, there has to be, or, or it's, it's best done with Yisurin. Says the Gemara Taneh Tana Kameder Biohanan. There was one of the rabbis who was proficient in the Mishnayot, stated one in front of, or, and Beraitot as well, stated one in front of Biohanan. Here's what it said Kol Haosek Batorah. The Beraita says that any person who's immersed in Torah and righteous deeds, and buries his children, that person that person has and will achieve a certain mehila, a certain wiping out of any of his iniquities and wrongdoings. Wow, what a statement. Is it that you need all three? Is it one or the other? The Gemara is not at all clear. That's an amazing thing. Torah, Gimilut, Hasadim, and Koveret, Banav. All right, well, let's see the Gemara develop itself a bit before perhaps we reflect upon that. Amar le Rabbi Yohanan, Bishlamat, Torah, Gimilut, Hasadim. I can accept, I can understand the idea of Torah and Gimilut, Hasadim bringing forth a Mechila al Kolavonotav, Dichtiv, Behesed, Ve'emet, 
Yechupar avon, those last words, Yechupar avon, you'll have a kapara, you'll have that mechila, the seliha, the forgiveness for avon, for your wrongdoing with chesed and emet. Chesed, zogimilut hasadim, the mention of chesed is a reference to righteous deeds. Shene emar rodef sedaka vachased, yimsa hayim sedaka vikabod. Emet, when the pasuk says emet afterwards, zotora, shene emar emet kene. Acquire truth, we understand to be in Sefer Mishle Torah, and don't sell it. But, Koveret Banav, Minayin. Where'd you come up with that? That that achieves for you Mechilat Avonot. And perhaps, although it's, it, it is a debate, it needs to be a debate, it's not per se that if a person has Gimilut Hasadim and Torah without Koveret Banav, oh, he didn't get Mechilat Kol Avonot. Before we even, okay, well, not before. After we read this, we'll perhaps reflect for a moment on uh, what it means to get Mechilat Avonot for these matters. Says the Gemara, Ela Koveret Banav Minayin, Tana Le Hahusaba Mishum Bishimon Ben Yochai, one of the elder men, uh, seem to have cited on that occasion the name Bishmon ben Yochai Atya Avon Avon that word Avon Ketivacha, on the one hand, the Pasuk says, and it's a Gezerah Shava of sorts, we're doing it within Nevi'im and Ketubim, Bechesed Ve'emet Yechupar Avon, the Pasuk says in Mishle again, Bechesed Ve'emet Yechupar Avon, Uchtifatam, and then the Pasuk says in Yirmiyam, Shalem Avon Avot El Hek Benehem, a reference to Hek Benehem, the, the deaths of, ch- of children, perhaps, in the life of the fathers, of the, of the parents, Mishalem Avon, so the word Avon in each circumstance, we bring it back to understanding that there's a Kaparat Avon for those death of children. Uh, how does this work? Is it just so that a person who's involved in Torah and Gimilut Hasadim and has this, they have some sort of Mechilat Avonot? I wonder again whether the understanding needs to be one in which these circumstances lead a person to be more introspective. If I'm studying Torah, it, doing it properly, I'm living that life of Torah, I'm understanding life better, I'm developing a relationship with God better. In turn, the Mechilat Avonot comes as a result of me bettering myself, my mind, my wherewithal, my characteristics, as a result of that, give me lut hasadim along the same lines. I'm turning to others and doing for them, taking away from my egotistical side, and as a result, cleansing myself. What about the koveret banav? I wonder if koveret banav brings us back to what we mentioned earlier. The circumstance, if, if appropriately appreciated or appropriately received and dealt with by the person, that could bring mechilat avonot. Not if the person now is set back with, uh, with uh, depression and, uh, and sorrow for the rest of their life, and they don't change, they do quite the opposite. Alternatively, sometimes it's a terrible way of envisioning you know, an ideal. I don't see this as an ideal, even though the Gemara speaks about it somewhat idealistically, but maybe it's the sorrow and the difficulty in the moment which inspires the person when the pain is so deep and penetrating and difficult for them to change, to envision a future in which they can leave a legacy other than the way they envisioned it through the child, where they'll now look to make a greater imprint on the world or on their other descendants or students as a result of that, which means to say none of these, again, are per se these magical buttons that are being pressed in order to achieve kapara, teshubah in that context is not so either. These are each opportunities and circumstances wherein, in very real ways, human beings have the opportunity to change themselves, uh, reflect on who they have been, who they want to be, and as a result, achieve by so doing a mechilai kapara selicha. Baruch Adonai Amen ve